All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast and got a special friend here today, business partner as well too, Mr. Jeremy Odom. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you again. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. And you'll hear on this podcast, we've had a wide range of people that have come on. We've had um, real estate people come on, um, pilots from the U.S. Navy, people that are professionals in mixed martial arts, and we've had business people come on. And I'm excited to have you on, Jeremy, because you're somebody that you've done extensive traveling through the world. You're currently involved working as a um, operations manager for a very large company. You've had the opportunity and blessing to raise a family. So I think you're really going to offer a good variety of information to the viewers. So welcome again. Definitely. Thank you. And um, starting it off, you know, we, we were talking about a lot of traveling before we came on here and talking about the Arctic Circle down to the Keys. You know, where's been your favorite place that you traveled through? Honestly, I would have to, I'd have to say one of the true blessings I was able to do was our trip to Alaska, visiting the Arctic Circle, spending a couple weeks up there, traveling across Alaska, going on the rails, uh, seeing the glaciers, being able to make those memories with my kids, knowing that I was young enough to enjoy that. My kids will have those memories forever, and I'll be truly blessed as they pass it on to their kids and my great-grandkids and so forth. That really is a unique experience going up and traveling to Alaska, to the Arctic Circle. It's something I've not been able to do. I've looked at plenty of Google images of what it's like up there. I've watched some movies on some stuff up in Alaska. It is definitely interesting. How, how cold was it up there? Surprisingly, the cold wasn't a factor. We went during a perfect time of year where it was actually absolutely gorgeous. The one thing that uh, will throw you through a loop is I took numerous pictures from 11 o'clock at night to four or five o'clock in the morning. Uh, we went when it was daylight 24 hours a day. So that was one uh, little bit of adjustment with the youngins trying to get them to go to bed. But uh, once we acclimated about three, four days in, everything started patterning it out. And it was such, it's an absolutely amazing, beautiful, phenomenal area to visit. I recommend it to everybody. Problem with it being is uh, most people look at it as their bucket list and they go later in their lives and enjoy it as they're in their 60s, 70s. And uh, it is definitely a trip for young people to want to go and want to attend to because there is a lot of walking, a lot of hiking, a lot of trails literally postcard pictures everywhere you go and as a matter of fact i'm still looking at property up there from our visit as having it as an annual destination because it's absolutely gorgeous up there yeah and there's a lot of talk about the mosquitoes up there what was that like <laughs> oh yeah mosquitoes mosquitoes um, especially when you go out uh further north you go especially when it's 24-hour daylight you will have a festation of mosquitoes but it's weird because it's literally a four-week cycle. Once they come, they go. So you can literally plan your trip to Alaska around the mosquitoes. You can either go right before as it stops uh, becoming crisp in the air, or you can plan it right after, and they won't bother you at all. I've heard they're huge. They are massive. They're as big as the planes. That's why they joke about them being the state bird. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous there. From Alaska to the Keys, if... You were going to go one place over the next couple months. Where would it be? Back to a warm destination or back to a cold destination? Well, now with it being this time of year, we're getting into our nice, uh, crisp area. 
Uh, we're actually looking, we're planning a, another Keys trip. We were going to do that probably around March. Uh, Keys will always be a soft spot for me. We were able to spend a couple weeks down there uh, taking the kids, learn the history, you know, between going to the southern point of the United States and seeing the base out there at the Dry Tortugas was phenomenal. Mm. They were able to do the dives mm -hmm. out there. There's nothing like being able to take your kids and let them scuba dive and then you put on your dive gear and go underneath and show them they're like that's my dad going 20 feet down scuba diving while they're snorkeling above you and around the whole <laughs> fort it's it's just an amazing awe experience i just got back from the keys and that was a very good place to go that i was not aware of whatsoever so i can definitely testify to that being a very legitimate spot to go and enjoy a couple of days i mean i got down there for three days and it was not enough time oh yeah the, you you'll never have enough time there's a saying down at the keys you know once you go you'll never leave and uh after doing numerous trips there i still have more to explore there's just so much to offer so much to see so much to do the food the people absolutely amazing amazing location it's important collecting those memories and you have a good family man like that's something that you've done very well with you have children graduating high school going off to college what has that whole experience been like for you man looking back at time now it's that's one thing that uh, i had a pivotal career moment in my life um i used to be a title chaser mm. and uh, going from area manager district manager general manager um at the pivotal point of my career, I was a district manager running three states, multiple locations, 3,200 associates. And my one day off, I was with my kids and I realized I was looking around at my kids and how much they were growing and how much time I truly have with my older ones now. Back then were teenagers and my younger ones were about three and nine. And I'm like, okay, um, I've done a very good in my career. I've worked very hard for what I have. but. It's about time. It's time to make those memories because you once they once they grow, once they hit teenage years, I mean that's one thing you cannot get back is your memories. You have to have to travel young and sell the work behavior, everything else with them. I was able to show them not only does their dad work and able to manage his time and go six days a week, but after stepping back, having that moment, I actually stepped away and took three years reprieve while building a new house mm. and. Uh, that's been one of the best decisions in my life and in my career as I, I stepped back and dedicated to the family and the kids. Built a house on the island, put the kids in one of the top schools in the state of Florida. Now my kids have time. They're able to do what they want to do. I want them to be able to work hard, be successful, have everything and have all the opportunities that I did or did not have as I was growing up. So it's, it's now my time is about the kids. It's literally... I have nine more years. My youngest one will be 18. And mm. then I'll have five adult kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> People must struggle trying to find that balance, man. Like work and life. It's not easy balance to find. No, the work-life balance is a must. Uh, people get so headstrong in their career. They want to make the most money. They want to have the best life. Um, I broke it down pretty simple. You can work hard. You can have everything in the world. But at the end of the day, you have bills and you have life. Bills... That's what's gonna come around with all the wants in your life and everything you wanna have. Life is your basics, man. Your power, water, electricity. I've been very blessed and very fortunate in my life and with me and my wife. We don't have any bills. We mm. pay everything off and we don't, we don't live in the world of debt. And, very smart. And I'll tell you, I, I emphasize that to more people than not. Everybody wants to live the high life with mm -hmm. the, I got the new cars, the new house. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I have a used car, but it's only got 30,000 miles and I paid cash, so I have no bills, so I still have my income. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they get in that new career, oh, I got that new promotion, I'm mm -hmm. breaking 150 grand a year. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go buy a new Mercedes or C4, mm -hmm. and they're nice to have, trust me, I've had them. But at the end of the day, what is that gonna do for you? You made more money to pay more bills, and you're gonna live your life check to check paying bills and chasing that money and unless you stabilize and find that happy median in your life always have that side hustle always mm -hmm. have that income coming in always have your money work for you if you work hard and you plan futuristically i have my life planned out to where i can retire at 45. my kids will be grown they will be in college me and my wife will then travel europe and all the international travel that we have not done in the last nine years but then now my kids will be grown and her and i will both be retired and be able to travel around the world and not have the strenuous concern of oh we got to pay those bills i have that mortgage i got that car note no we can pack up and just go now what's interesting about that is you've developed the plan and it's working a lot of people are like i have family i have work how the heck do I plan? How do I find time to have a plan that when I get to age 45, I'm good? What do you recommend to people to try to develop that quick plan? Honestly, live within your means. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody worries or cares mm -hmm. what you do, how you show out, what you show off, what you have. At the end of the day, what makes you happy is truly what's gonna make you succeed. And when I had my pivotal moment, I was fortunate to have that a couple years back. I was able to step away from a phenomenal paying career, take three years off, build a house, travel with my kids, and make new memories and sustain memories with my children to the point where everybody is happy. I am truly blessed, truly fortunate. And I decided to get back into the workforce and I am literally as happy as I could possibly be. But at any point when the fun doesn't happen, I could walk away and it's no hurt or no worry off my back because if you start young and you plan for your future, you build your 401ks, your Roth IRAs, mm -hmm. you do your investments. Um, I do a lot of e-commerce with the buys, trades. Um, I've been very blessed and very fortunate. Uh, like I said, I have five kids. I have six cars. All my kids have cars. People are like, how do you do it? Well, I trade up and trade out. I mm -hmm. literally am in the process now working on getting a Mustang for my son who just got into the Honor Society. Yeah. Uh, he's done phenomenal with school. He's hardworking, doesn't ask for anything. My children know you got to work hard, you got to save up. And at the end of the day, that's what will truly make you happy and sustain a strong future for you. Yeah. And I've seen you very, um, I've seen you be very successful in the business world, you know, working with you at Amazon, some million square foot building, some 3,000 plus people working there full time. You've been very effective in there. And um, you know, how do you continue to find motivation and stay determined throughout the course of a day where some people kind of lose that motivation, lose that determination? At the end of the day, man, it's everybody is there to work. Everybody's there to earn a living. Everybody has their own good days, bad days, you truly do not know what people are going through. So at the end of the day, it comes down to the core principle of respect. Treat people, everybody, not only your work colleagues, strangers in the street, treat everybody with respect. Mm -hmm. Treat everybody the way you want to be treated because you never know, you could be that last pivotal person that touched that person's life that can deviate and change a negative to a positive. 
and literally the outcome can be endless. Networking with people, having an open forum communication, take the time to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be headstrong and run straight into the fire, but you jumping into the fire by yourself is gonna leave you burnt up. If you could have a team to help you put out the fire to run through the fire, you then have a correlation of a team of people, mentorships, everything you would need to grow and move further. And it's amazing what you would learn from some of the people and some of the colleagues because nobody knows anybody else's story. And the only way you'll ever learn somebody else's story is to ask the questions, talk to them, treat them with respect and have fun. At the end of the day, man, that's truly about having fun. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, stop, stand back, think about it and say, is this what I want to do with my life for the next 20, 30 years? I think the living within your means has really reflected in your leadership style. I remember during the day one, day week one, whatever it was of launching um, the building for Amazon here in Jacksonville, you literally told me that, hey, I'm going to become a manager here in a very short period of time and I'm going to be working with you on the management team. And at the time, I didn't really know what to expect. I was just kind of caught in the moment of launching this building, but you literally lived up to that statement right there. And um, talk about that. How did you know that you were going to go from just a entry-level worker to a manager in pretty much a very short period of time? Well, like I knew with any of my previous career choices and career paths, I've always been in retail and hospitality. Working with multiple people in multiple areas, I'm very good with reading and working with people. I'm very fast at learning new ideas, new processes, and then correlating what I previously had from my careers to what I do with the warehouse and working with launching buildings. I was able to pass that on, which 99% of it is having the people skills and communication skills to be able to explain. It's a lot coming at you in a warehouse setting. There's a lot of logistics behind it. A lot of people don't know. They just come in to do the grind. But if you take that extra moment to talk to your people and talk mm. to management, talk to upper management and explain nine times out of 10, once everybody's on the same page and has that full understanding, it just comes down to core communication. I've been very blessed. I came in when we launched this building, been able to be a part of multiple building launches, been part of multiple trainings of different area managers, PAs, process assistants, PGs, process guides, area managers, senior operation managers, um, coming up with the format. We've been very blessed and fortunate in our career path being where we're at because we being the test facility, be able to try the new stuff. Mm -hmm. We're the first ones with the knowledge and be able to learn the good, bad, and ugly and to be able to pass that forward onto the new launches and everything that's coming up in the years to come. People skills, talking to people, actually getting to know them. Is that one of the big things that you think people overcomplicate and overlook? I, I truly do. I, I feel a lot of people are very shy, very timid. They get, uh, they get in their head before they even have the conversation. Um, if they would just step back, understand what the cause and effect is, identify the, what the problem or the situation was, nine times out of 10, if you go and explain and get a better understanding of the outcome or circumstance in which something happened, then you would learn, hey, this is a learning moment. This was a great call, awesome job, let's continue it forward, or hey, how did that work for you? It didn't work so well, so what did you learn? Okay, so we won't try that. If you have a new idea, always, always foster new ideas. If mm. something doesn't work, do not just shoot people down and be like, oh, you failed, we're done. Always foster for them to learn more and to learn from their mistakes. 
here on this podcast, we spend a decent amount of time talking about real estate. Um, we have uh, George Bloom. He's one of the better local realtors here in Jacksonville. He comes on a lot, and we, we discuss what's going on in real estate, what he's done in the last year, what we think is going to go on over the course of the next year. Sometimes we speculate, and sometimes we talk about a lot of facts. You're somebody that's been in real estate. Um, you built a new home. You built it on an island. I think a lot of people sometimes overcomplicate real estate. It's not very difficult to get into, and there's a lot of rewards that come with it as well, too. Yes, that's a that's a true fact. Uh, when I went and got my real estate license, I was getting into it to get a piece of that apple. I thought it'd be something fun, new, interesting. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy learning the ins and outs of it, learning about different values and properties. Um, the biggest thing about the real estate game is you have to just be able to read and have a futuristic outlook. I've been very blessed and fortunate up there where I live on the island. I know that that being the northern part of where we stay at and reside at, as Jacksonville grows, it's a huge, huge market. Yeah. And what you have to look at with any real estate investment is not what it is now, not the new build, not the old build, but where is it going to be in 15 years? Where is it going to be in 20 years? I've been very fortunate and blessed with an uncle who's a engineer, and he got into the real estate game at a very young age, and now he owns property in probably 10 different states. Uh, he's set up a very successful life for himself and my cousins and he said the same thing uh, when you look look to buy and look what the outcome is going to be in 10 to 15 years don't just buy yeah. it to flip it if you try to buy it to flip it that's a game that chance if you flip it too soon you may or may not make money on it um, his very first property as a matter of fact I always swing back to it he just bought a chunk of land that had a spring on it come to find out the spring came out of a cave at the far end of his land. He had it tested, and now he's selling bottled water off of his first property <laughs> he bought in the woods for, yeah. spring, for pure spring bottled water. And it was one of his first properties, and now he's out there in Minnesota, California, yeah. like everywhere. And, and he, he loves it. He likes it because he breaks it down as he wanted property where he travels. So when he travels, he has a place to go. Mm. And that's always stuck with me too. I like that mindset. So now as I'm getting older and my kids are getting grown, you know, we're very fortunate. We can travel out to Wyoming to the ranch. We can stay here in Florida. We can go up to Alaska. Like I said, we're looking at avenues in Alaska. What, uh, what do you think about Wyoming? What is that like out there? I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I truly feel if you want to be next to nature and mm. live and have just very simplicity. Wyoming is absolutely gorgeous. I also agree big in Arizona. A lot of people are like, oh, it's hot. Arizona is very nice. Arizona is absolutely gorgeous. And just travel where you want to travel. Yeah. But again, that all stems back to if you don't travel and you don't experience the world, you do not know. Everybody mm-hmm. goes off a of hearsay or what they think something is. Literally load a bag get a ticket travel spend it's a couple easy. days it's not hard it's not hard it's, and even if you want to bargain shop you can find very good deals on right too. now right now is the time if you want to travel you want to do anything you need a break you need an outlet grab a ticket you get them for a fraction of the cost and just fly and you'd be amazed just exploring new areas what you will discover and that's how i fell in love my kids travel cross country every year uh, we are very fortunate to say that we've pretty much been to all the states in the united mm-hmm. states and that's how you live and learn. Now my kids are actually choosing their schools based on different places that we travel to of where they would like to get their college degree from different states that they go to. So now I have three different kids possibly going to three different states. Yeah, absolutely. And um, look, Jeremy, we were going on about the 
20 minute mark right now, we could definitely continue this conversation about family, life, business, real estate, but I do try to keep these towards this 20 minute mark, give or take a little bit. I do want to invite you back on for a future podcast. Um, you're a very humorous guy and you have a lot of wisdom and you have a lot of plans for the future. So thank you for coming on and you are most definitely invited back again soon. Definitely. I will definitely enjoy coming back and I appreciate it.